as my son sat in solitary confinement and he's like, mom, he goes, I close my eyes and it's hot in here and I'm sweating and there's bugs all around. And he goes, I close my eyes and I pretend I'm in the Bahamas. <laughs> and he goes, and that sound that I'm hearing is really just the ocean in a different tone. <laughs> and he goes, and the heat and the warmth. And he goes, I feel such peace right now. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy and thanks for listening as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Today we're talking with Laverne McGrath. She is the founder of Think About Thinking. Options exist to better handle your world. After losing her son to suicide, she was looking for some sort of resource that would help people with their thinking before they get to that point of giving up. Think About Thinking provides special video resources and supplemental materials for sustaining and strengthening emotional health and mental well-being. This is a thoughtful, well-organized, researched, and very creative solution for better handling our lives. Think About Thinking provides ways to help with life stresses and disappointments. Because in her search to find something. She kept coming up empty-handed. So she decided to pull together the wisdom of a lot of people and create a website that would share all of the resources and things people have come up with to be able to better manage their life. Sharing wisdom is at the heart of her work. Years have been spent conducting personal interviews, sorting, researching, and transforming valuable information into creative video resources of positive practices, sessions, and presentations, along with supplemental materials for optimal learning and retainment. Think about thinking resources are designed by an instructional design specialist. Because life today can be very stressful and challenging, think about thinking is needed more now than ever. Think about thinking provides positive practice tools, supplemental information, and more. With TAT, Folks stay in a positive frame of mind and have more ways to better handle the negative situations that life can bring. In a way, think about thinking is like a gym for your mind. Well, I lost my son to suicide 21 years ago. Since then, it's just been looking for an organization that I could get involved with and that one would really be a preventing. It's preventing that thought process, preventing how we're getting to that point, not looking at variables. And I just couldn't find one. It seems like all the ones that are out there that say that their prevention are actually just intervention. They're waiting until despair hits before they act. To me, it's like relating it to tooth care. If we're waiting before we brush and floss, we're waiting until a decayed tooth comes along. Often that's too late. If we can learn to prevent, prevention is the brushing and flossing. If we can learn how to prevent thinking that way, getting into disparaging moment, now we have true prevention. I have like four books that I've written, but the four that are up on Amazon, um, this gift called life evolution of self, the power of you and sheep. Those are all my brain dump of how do we get to this point and how do we avoid despair? Then I woke up in the middle of the night. And so this one was a boom, waking up in the middle of the night. One of them was the acronym of LOAD. LOAD being lonely, overwhelmed, angry, and depressed. If we can learn how to handle those four emotions, because they encompass, those are in, 
They're like umbrelling emotions, right? If we can encompass all of those emotions underneath those, just those four categories. So it's taking a complex system of all of our huge emotions and putting them into four categories of lonely, overwhelmed, anger, and depression. And of course, they all interact with each other. But if we can just handle it, put it into four different areas, now we have a way of being able to approach our emotional selves. So load became important to me. But then I also knew that handling, those are the emotions. How do I handle our emotions? But we also need to learn how to handle our thoughts. The first part of handling your thoughts is understanding how to stop them. You know you have control when you can walk into a group of kids and they're all going, all over the place. And you can just, you can do something that automatically they stop and they pay attention. Mm -hmm. And you know, ooh, I have control. And so you need to have that with your own, your own thinking. There's going to be some tools that you can use that can just stop your emotions. And so you can control your thinking. You, you won't go into that monkey mind of thinking of all kinds of things. I have attention deficit. So it's a big deal for me. I, I like the word unplugging because if I said meditation to somebody, everybody has a background of what that means. And they have some kind of reaction to it based on what their experience is. So therefore, a new word needed to be come up with that people could truly identify with. And it's like, I compare it to a computer. If our computer is going crazy, you know, and sometimes it'll freeze on us. The very first thing anybody will tell you is unplug it, mm-hmm. let it sit for a minute and then put it back in, right? And so unplugging is super important because that's our brains. If we can just stop, a lot of times it just solves everything, stop, and then we can move on. And so unplugging was an important aspect. And then resetting. When we're in a negative frame of mind, how do we flip to a positive one? And that's that resetting. So just like a computer, you unplug it first, but then you let it reset and you put it back to the way you want it to be acting in the first place. And so handling our thoughts and our emotions, now we have a prevention program. You're training people how to think in order to control their own emotions so therefore they can handle their actions. This goes into a Uh, a different paradigm of, I call it the equation. And the way society works today, it's backwards. It's like, we expect people to be in control and responsible for their actions, but do they understand where actions come from? All emotions come from thought. It's scientific. It's like, you have a thought, it creates an electrical current, that current turns into a chemical response, that chemical response is a feeling we have. It doesn't work any other way. Thought influenced by emotion is how we get action, whether it's subconscious or conscious. This is that equation that takes place all the time. If we want people to have wiser choices, wiser decisions, better actions and behaviors, we have to start with their thoughts influenced by their emotions in order to do that. And we've been going the other way. So we're expecting people to be responsible for their actions, but are they responsible for their thoughts and their emotions? And if they don't know how to, guess what? That's where it needs to begin. The harmful acts, they all have to be controlled by first. Let's reset how we're thinking and being able to control. And the the first thing of, of improving anything, of course, is being aware that you can. A lot of people don't realize that they can control their thoughts and that they can control their emotions, no matter what the scenario be. There is a certain decision that happens no matter what we are faced with. I have a son who was in prison for eight years. 
it was funny because I would be whining and complaining about my world. At the time, I was partnered with the man who started Sylvan and I had all of these jobs and I was just whining, I'm overtired, blah, blah, blah. As my son sat in solitary confinement and he's like, mom, he goes, I closed my eyes and it's hot in here and I'm sweating and there's bugs all around. And he goes, I close my eyes and I pretend I'm in the Bahamas. <laughs> and he goes, and that sound that I'm hearing is really just the ocean in a different tone. <laughs> and he goes, and the heat and the warmth. And he goes, I feel such peace right now. It reiterated to me like, oh, no matter what happens in your world, you still have choice and you still can, if you choose to, take control of it. Take control of your thoughts and your emotions. And then I woke up in the middle of the night wondering if an introvert and an extrovert handle lonely the same. Intuitively, I thought, I don't think that they can or do. So I went to do research and I pulled up old Google Scholar and I'm looking everywhere. Could not find any defining study or research that verified that personality types handle emotions differently. I was an instructional designer, a curriculum developer, instructional designer. I designed training materials. I had a multi-million dollar company and I designed all of their training materials. Basically, you go to a subject matter expert, anybody. And what you do is you interview them. And then you make sure of that information. If they're giving you a word, make sure you understand it. And then you put it in a chronological order of sequence of one thought to the next. And you develop it so that you can pass on no matter what information they're giving me, I can then create materials so that somebody else can gain that same information. So I thought, get out there and start interviewing people, asking basically those six questions. How do you unplug? How do you reset? And how do you handle your emotional loads of lonely, overwhelmed anger and depression to keep you out of despair? That I was going to turn it into a book until I realized no one was reading that much anymore. I'm thinking, well, how in the heck am I supposed to get information out to anybody if nobody's reading? I decided, and I'd been working on with my, my literacy program, I started doing animations and different cartoons. And I thought, well, I'm really good at PowerPoint. I'm just going to put together PowerPoints and I'm going to turn them into little video vignettes. And that's what I ended up doing. And then this collection turned into, I, I opened up my website and I started putting them all in there. My website designer, but when she asked me, so who's your audience? I don't know, humans? <laughs> and it's kind of stayed like that, you know? And she says, well, who's your competition? And I hadn't really thought about it as a business competition. That's, But I started looking at like online therapy, even though this is not, it's not counseling because I don't give advice. I don't listen to people's personal stories. All I do is deliver research, resources that I've gathered. Because what I ended up doing was taking all of those interviews and then sorting through them. And so it's a sorting system and making sure that there's nothing that I can foresee would be an addiction behavior that extends from there. Then I went online and I go and I do a whole lot of research. I go through prime things like Harvard and Cambridge and Psychology Today and all of these main sites. And then make sure that there's a research or some kind of information that backs up that thought. And then I build that out into these little video vignettes. So I've been putting this stuff all together. And that's what Think About Thinking is. We went into coping tools. And the funny thing is coping tools can be positive or negative. Those words with background knowledge, you know, you already think you know what you're talking, you know, what we're saying. 
if I use that same terminology. And so I needed to come up with another word. And so I came up with positive practices. So we have little positive practices. Those equal out, they're about two minutes. They're very, very fast. Then I have sessions. Sessions are basically, it's a delivery system, kind of like a meeting that delivers unplug, reset, and the loaded emotions. So one, one technique per session. And then some of them needed to be a little bit more like more in-depth studies, like the equation we were just talked about. One of those is the presentation on the equation. It takes a little bit longer than that two-minute frame. They never go more than 15 minutes. And if they do, they're, they're chunked up. But the presentations are just a, a little more extended study on a, on a certain topic. And so we have positive practices, sessions, and the presentations. And so these are all put together in, um, in, the, in the site. And what is the website? It's thinkaboutthinking.com. I actually met a, a judge through Facebook, and he ended up being a great supporter of Think About Thinking. And we actually have it court approved in federal way that put little brochures in the courtroom so for defendants. Because if we can get people that are on probation, that are making unwise choices, teach them how to activate their logical and their rational brain more than just their emotional selves. Now we have wiser actions. I started about a year ago, but it's been a long time working, building all of these things into the site. So my time has been spent mostly on development, research mm. and development on getting it to the way it is now. Um, but I've shown it to five counselors. One of them actually has just got the position for the director of all of the veterans in Washington state for mental health care. Wow. And he wants to support it completely um, in his, he can't because as the director, but he wants to in his private firm. He says, you found the gap in our mental health system and build it beautifully. And so he's, every time I get off the phone with him or off of a Zoom, I just cry because, you know, you don't know you need the support until somebody says some magic words and you go, thank you. But the thing about thinking in the interviews, I started about Oh, over six years ago. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a, a, a labor of love, not knowing where it's going, mm -hmm. but just knowing that just gathering up wisdom. Mm -hmm. And the sad thing is that every person I've ever interviewed, they say, I've never thought about this before, or nobody's ever asked me that. Now, the sad thing for me is that I truly believe that these are the discussions that we must be having with each other more than anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are experiencing loneliness, or your children or your friends are experiencing lonely. We must discuss how you're handling it mm -hmm. and what we can do to help each other. And the same thing with the anger, the depression. And because anybody who's, you know, post-traumatic ask, are you lonely? Yeah. Are you overwhelmed? Probably. Are you angry? Probably. Are you depressed? Yeah. What are you doing with that? There was a, a counselor in Arizona who fell in love with it. She says, oh, I love the ideas. I'm, I, can I use this? Absolutely. So she started using it. And who did she use it for? People right out of prison. And she's getting such great response, which is funny to me because you know, it's like a one woman show right now. My face is on here, my, my voice. It's, but she says, they no, they loved it. Um, people right out of prison, drug rehab, domestic violence. I had another girl in Florida and she was using it with um, the teen rehabilitation center there. We were doing we're really strong. She ended up dying a few months ago from COVID, believe it or not. It was sad. She's only in her 30s. But she was a, a strong advocate for the youth um, in Florida. And then, like I said, the veteran man. And then we've got another guy here in the area that's working with different 
different populations. So, so I think you have to be mature. Some of the ideas are, then the, the articles that I pull in here are for mature people. Okay. And so people it's that, a membership site, correct? It is. You know, we always hear people pay attention to what they pay for. That's the other part. I have it set up for three different populations right now. Right now I have it for um, individuals and then I have it for collective groups. So let's say firemen, if a fireman's group wants to buy and it's a collective group, there's a license agreement, it's 185. And what they can then do is use the sessions for their own population. And then they also get a discount for all of their members so that it's cheaper for them to join. These are the the things that I was telling you about positive practices. And right now there's over 140 videos on the site. And then I've divided those all up into eight pieces. So these are related articles that you can talk to about unplugging. This one's really fun. This one goes into pressure points, the different pressure points on your face. A friend of mine who was a realtor, he used to be a police officer. And he goes, I really like what you're doing, but you know, the truth is I don't think I ever need it. And I said, and I said, so when you had a really tough day at the end of your day and you come home and, you know, let's say you got, there was something that really bugged you and you just couldn't let it go by the time you get home. So what do you do? Is it okay? Is your, your, your family all know about this, that, you know, you just have a bad day and there's something. And he goes, oh, I never bring it home. He goes, not completely. He goes, when I come home and I've had a really bad day, he goes, the thing I do first off is I run in, I grab my running clothes and I take off running. And I said, so you run? And he goes, yeah. And I said, so when you're running, what do you think about? And he goes, well, I think about this is me. This is my life. As I'm breathing, I'm thinking this is my body. This is me. And everything else is out there. This is me. This is them. This is me. This is them. I said, so you kind of categorize as you're running along. He goes, absolutely. I said, is there a certain kind of breathing you do? He goes, yeah, I breathe in my nose and I feel my heart. And then I breathe it out my mouth as I'm running. And he goes, I go, oh, and then all of a sudden his eyes lit up and he goes, oh my God, I guess I do have a tool. And I go, now let's think if you were to take that information and give it to somebody who had just started becoming a police officer, you think it might help? And he goes, oh my God, it, it might. And I said, that's what I'm trying to do is just take people's wisdom and sharing it with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, it doesn't matter how old or young or background, every time I've interviewed somebody, there's something they give me that is either a nuance change or something. So I always tell people, I don't, I don't care where your information comes from. I don't care if it's your second mother on your father's side. I don't care if it's this mentor that you've loved your whole life. I can't keep track of all of the sources. And the truth of the matter is, no matter where you've got this information from, when you've applied it to your own life, and then you've told me in your own words, it's different. It has to be. So whatever you're telling me, I will take as an original idea. And so that's how I've been building this stuff out. And a lot of these is not just from one person. It's just a a collective group. And then adding to it with research that I find. I like what you said about changing our thoughts, because the girls I work with tell themselves stories and they're not true stories. Taking captive your thoughts, but also, like you said, it's unplugging and then resetting. Even identifying, just sitting there and saying, okay, what am I feeling right now? That's what I like about the term of think about thinking. 
if you just stop and you say, think about thinking, it is what metacognition is. It's you're stopping and you're thinking about how you're thinking. Mm -hmm. And at that classification of whether you're thinking about how am I thinking or how am I feeling, the classification act for your brain to do, you've already triggered the higher logical, rational part of your brain in the neocortex. You, you automatically do when you stop and think about how you're thinking or how you're feeling, you activate that higher self, which you, you probably already know this, but the average person doesn't know that to where it's like, it's super important. Even if you do nothing more than to try and ask, what am I feeling right now? You've at least stimulated that to pull yourself up out of your mental state of mind. You've brought in some logic. So one of the memberships is like, okay, so I have um, the individuals, I have the collective groups, but then I also have the mental health professionals, mental health professionals. And that's part of, for the license agreement for the mental health professionals, they do that just so that they know that they're the ones responsible. They can pick and choose. The difference between a collective group is that these are not counselors. If you are a counselor, then choose the other, because then you take on the responsibility of saying, this is for you mm-hmm. in a collective group. It's saying, here's a bunch of information. I'm not going to individualize this. That's for a counselor, right? And discussing a certain area more, that's counseling. That's not what we do. So the mental health professionals can do that. And so one of the things from after the individual, in the membership part, you'll see there's individuals, there's collective groups, there's the mental health professionals for people to be able to have a resource to go to, to avoid despair. I didn't want to make this like a suicide prevention because it's more than that. It's like, no, suicide is just one of the choices we make that are unwise when we're facing a disparaging situation if we are not thinking logically. That's why this is a little bit different. This is a little bit stretched out, a little bit different than just a preventative suicide. And like I said, this one is, in my mind, there's a huge difference between intervening on on an act taking place and preventing that thought process that got you there in the first place. That's totally different. So if they go to the website, thinkaboutthinking.com, and they want to contact you, they just go to the contact you link. I just see this as a resource for so many. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you. And I appreciate the work that you do and, and, and the opportunity of talking to you. Because May is Mental Health Awareness Month, all first responders can receive a free membership to the Think About Thinking members website for the entire month of May. Think About Thinking is a private self-guided online service that provides hundreds of wisdom resources, experience hundreds of videos, supplemental materials, and attend life events to improve your world while preventing harmful acts to self and others. If you are a first responder, You can check the show notes for the free code to join Think About Thinking. If you or someone you know is in crisis right now, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK or 8255. You can also text the crisis line. Text hello to 741741. Text hello to 741741. Both services are free and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and all calls are confidential. Contact social media outlets directly if you are concerned about a friend's social media updates or dial 911 for an emergency. You can find more on the Suicide Prevention website, 
or Crisis Text Line website. There's also a Veterans Crisis Line, connects service members and veterans in crisis as well as their family members and friends with qualified Department of Veterans Affairs responders through a confidential toll-free hotline or online chat or text message service. You can call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 to talk to someone or send a text message to 838-255. To connect with a VA responder. You can also start a confidential online chat session at Veterans Crisis Chat. We always want you to call a crisis hotline if you are in immediate crisis. Think About Thinking is a resource to help during those stressful times of life when you need some tools to help you figure out how to cope. If you have a job that is very demanding, sometimes you just need a place that teaches you how to use simple skills, even as simple as breathing or thinking about what you do to get relief, like exercising, going for a run, or maybe even playing music. Think About Thinking is a collection of wisdom from people who have been there and done that, articles and videos to help support you in your journey, learning how to cope with stressful situations. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.